Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of our podcast. Today we are joined by Elias, and they come on to express their concern with the homeless community and a possible solution to helping them out of the hardships they face. I will say that there are some disagreements faced here, but ultimately our goals are to improve the lives of people experiencing homelessness. We think it's important to understand the scope of the housing crisis here in Los Angeles, so We've provided some links in our description to allow our listeners a way to find resources to learn more about the diverse impact it has on our community. We wholeheartedly encourage anyone willing to engage with these opportunities to volunteer. Alrighty, let's get into it. Remember to stay present and aware of your surroundings, take a deep breath in, and tell yourself, you are here. that I go to, uh, we became uh, somewhat of friends before I realized that he was homeless, and it just, uh, yeah, I mean, it just was bad, you know, I mean, I feel, I feel like uh, a lot of the people in Los Angeles, they don't, they don't target the, the philosophy behind um, homelessness, they, they uh-huh. just, they just cater to the most immediate needs, which is necessary, but there's a larger problem behind that that is um, ignored, and that's their their habits and their behavior, their grooming, because they can't sustain themselves in a civil society if they're not groomed properly or having even the facilities to do so like a showering and especially mm-hmm. showering and and um clothes washing as well. Yeah. And so uh, is your is your concern more with the individuals that are experiencing homelessness or is it with the resources that are available to them? I think it it really is the responsibility in this matter truly falls upon the individuals that reach out to help in their philosophy because they have the right idea to reach out and help. But Mm. the philosophy that is being entertained is just like, you know, give them what they have right here. And then say, once they have a new shirt, you know, okay, they're going to be good, you know, or they have a couple dollars. All right. They're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. But that's not the case. They're, they're they're not okay. They're going to remain homeless until they have a stable source of income until they stop being discouraged from working because the position they're in quite often is a discouraged position. They are afraid to go back into the workforce, afraid to go back into society and the fear or the apprehension comes from the lack of realization that you know sure maybe there are a lot of contrived things about participating in the current united states economy mm-hmm. or participating in the tax system that we have yeah but those things are far out of their control and i understand the the need to rebel against that but at the same time it's just um at a severe disadvantage because a lot of these homeless people, they have very great thoughts and ideas. They have such passion that it even has brought them to that, to that point. That's extreme. Um, this extreme point of being homeless and yeah, it's such a sacrifice, but at whose expense only their own. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing else trans like transpiring from their, from their imaginings or their um their personal beliefs and it just is mm-hmm. hearing only them and and to be fair it 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 discounts them from from participating in the society which they could change with mm-hmm. with their voice and so where do you find yourself do you find yourself um involving 
or being involved in a lot of like programs that uh, provide resources for homeless people or is this just like just something that like you've observed that you that you're really kind of like taken into like critical thinking um yeah like how 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 involved do you find yourself uh on this issue right now well over the years i have had moments where my personal life uh i had once a sleeping bag in the back trunk of my car it was very cold that winter and uh-huh. i was out in downtown doing something i forgot what this homeless man you know he's just uh out there in front of 711 and I was like, wow, you know, it really is cold. And you know, just giving people, you know, when you have those resources to give, I mean, as an individual, it's really hard to, to give up just, you know, a shirt or a sleeping bag. Like it's not, it's not pretty, it's not pretty, um, it's not pretty accessible for myself, you know, to have to attain a new article of clothing. Um, so mm-hmm. it means a lot to me, you know, and it means a lot to them too. And yeah. um, I think involving yourself with uh, organizations quite often, you kind of get lost in the glory. These people, they conglomerate over this idea, but the idea, it becomes like a, it becomes like a self-fulfilling type of venture. It's not, it's not so much like, oh, you know, we're really going to help people. We're really going to, reach out and open our hearts to these people and figure out what is going on in their lives. Uh-huh. There, there, there's a barrier that I notice when you participate in those kinds of groups because, you know, you end up nodding your head, you're standing there listening to them ramble and stuff, but, you know, are you really personally connecting with that, with that person or are you just kind of in shock, like, you know, oh my God, you know, I'm doing this thing. It's a good thing. But, you know, this is like, this is like scary because I noticed, I noticed that fear. I have, I have open eyes to see it. And I've even been that myself. And I've been alongside others who, who have that kind of entertaining of others, you know, I mean, cause when you, mm-hmm. when you entertain someone and then they're just kind of, you know, they're spilling their heart, you know, and they, they don't, they don't have the, the tools to like make their own lives better, you know, and you just kind of just absorb it and say nothing. I mean, you're, you're in that position when you're helping a homeless person where you kind of need to tell them how it really is. Like, Hey, you know, you're fucking dirty. You're smelly. You smell like shit, dude. Like you need to clean yourself. And sometimes it's Mm -hmm. hard. It's hard to hear, you know, it's hard to say it hurts, but is it, is it wrong? Is it the truth? It's not wrong and it is the truth, you know. These people they got they gotta have they gotta have, you know, a patient person tell them though. I mean, the way I said it, I don't think that's really that's really <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's it's just blunt, but yeah, there's more compassionate ways to communicate. Absolutely, and and pardon my blunt my bluntness, but uh you know, I think um the glory really shouldn't be even had because it really is a shame, a shame upon ourselves, how having to having to be in this society and not even it's not having being in the society and having these people, these members of our society, someone's brother, someone's daughter, someone's son, someone's sister, uncle, whatever you may be, those people cast out into the street and and no one else no one else does anything no one else mm-hmm. investigates what's going on why why is this person not picking the right path why is this person not abiding and because we don't have those kinds of thoughts provoked in ourselves that, yeah. that's why that's why that happens and it shows a deep ignorance on our behalf and that is what truly is the matter yeah yeah it's it's difficult and just for anybody that that doesn't understand where we're coming from and in los angeles in particular our home our homeless crisis is is really staggering and it's there are secluded areas within los angeles kind of pushed away 
from public spotlight. Um, our biggest one is Skid Row near downtown LA and it's, uh, kind of an accumulated area where homelessness is just ex- extremely rampant. And it's a, it's a big issue on how do we solve this issue. And yeah, all the concerns are valid. All the concerns are valid and how we're addressing it. It's just, it's difficult because homelessness is, it's such a multifaceted issue. Um, there's so many things that could happen in someone's life that could, um, kind of direct them or put them in a position where they have to experience homelessness. We, we do, we do find ourselves focusing on the facets in, in which, um, it appears, but each facet has a center and the center, the core is the same. So I think it's important not to get overwhelmed or lost and confused in all of these different ways in which mm-hmm. this problem presents itself. But instead to be focusing on what really is there at the core and basic things is person's homeless because because let's be honest, a lot of people, you know, that have homes, they're they could be bat shit crazy. You know, a lot of people and I'm so sorry I'm cussing on your podcast. You know, I'll just I'll cease it right now, but Oh no, you're fine. <laughs> express yourself yeah. the way you want to express yourself. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people a lot of people are crazy out here, you know? I mean, you could walk into someone's home and they they they're just um insane. They're an insane person, you know? And that's just a reality, you know, people, it doesn't matter if you're crazy or not, or what happened in your past, you know, the real, the real suffering, the accentuating half of their suffering is that they don't have the the mechanism that we do, where we get up, clean ourselves, just like a bird does, you know, bird goes, flies around all day, but it's got to clean itself sometime, you know, dusting Mm -hmm. off. Dusting off that ash, you know, they're so discouraged as a human being that they don't clean themselves. They don't mind their own physicality. And they're living in this, um, whatever it may be. As we said, it could be, it could be many things. It's a multifaceted, uh, problem. And I understand, you know, sometimes it is overwhelming because it's like, man, you know, what if this homeless guy, this and that, you know, he's, he starts, you know, going crazy or gets mad and stuff. But I think it just takes, it takes a heart because when you have a heart, you see, you see what the other responds to. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you start talking, you know, you have that courage and you're not afraid. Um, you can't fear them because that, that's just, um, that's just going to make them spiral more into that darkness and have no fear for for them or up from them because um i mean it's important to be cautious but there's a difference between being cautious and being fearful yeah and when you when you treat things with caution and love and understanding and uh the other thing responds to that i mean that that is the avenue that brings us towards a solution. And the solution that we're looking for is this mechanism that I previously um mentioned is that you got to wash, you know, wash yourself every day. Um, Keep yourself groomed. Keep yourself civil so that the clothes you have don't deteriorate from your from your oils and from your scent or mm-hmm. from the dust that you collect, you know. Try not to try not to walk so far, you know, advisement. That's, I think, the perfect word um, to sum up what I believe that these this group of people truly needs. They need they need to be advised because you can only do so much like in a group that outreaches and gives so resources and whatnot. You know, they're going yeah. to they're going to put on because this is a, this is the majority of their thinking. They're going to put on that nice face like. Thank you so much because they know they need water, they need food, they need money and clothes to eat and whatnot. 
Yeah. You're going to put on this nice face, you know, but it's a, it's a pretend game. And it's a pretend game because they know as long as they give these people who are wanting to feel good about themselves for helping someone, if they give them like, you know, a happy face and whatnot, that they're going to come back again and give them more stuff. But is that really helping the problem? No, they're, they're, they're sustaining their lifestyle. They're not changing their lifestyle. And that's, that's the true problem here. They have to change their lifestyle because they're not doing something correctly. They're living on the streets, mm-hmm. bumming around. They're being discouraged. They're being angry, jealous, whatever it may be. But the problem is they just got to get clean and it's, and it's not something to be so angry about, but it is, it is a, a matter. It is a trouble, an issue in our society because we don't want to get on the metro and have this guy stinking up the place, walking around, you know, or, you know, yeah. Not, how's that guy going to get a job? How's he going to, how's he going to get back on track if, if that's, if that's everyone's reaction and no one's being honest with him? He's not. Yeah, I I understand your concern, but I do feel that um, as as someone uh, myself who's been fairly involved with uh, I don't want to say homeless outreach, but kind of in the community of people who are involved with homeless outreach and uh, community resources, um, it it's really difficult, even in even in a basic sense for um for hygiene because a lot of people who are experiencing homelessness are dealing with some sort of mental disorder absolutely and that that, and, that, was, that was my um my thought before yeah. we began because i understand like there are people even in housed society that their mind is so overcome by some kind of idea that they believe like you know not showering like you know well well, it's not even it's not even a belief of it's not even a belief of not showering it's whatever mental disorders they're experiencing it's that those issues take precedent over um self-care over self-care their own hygiene but you know i think i think a lot of mental issues are um are conundrums a lot of them are things that are unsolvable something happened in the past and um you know i i've i've experienced quite a great deal of um mental suffering just as i'm sure you have and the real tools are in battling that are advisement. And what I mean by that is advising them against these behaviors, advising them, having that heart, approaching them with an open heart, open eyes and seeing what is this problem? What is this person cycling in their mind that's giving them this kind of routine? And when you do that, you have the courage to fight it with love and not fear you see inside of them and you see the solution for them each individual the solution to change and what i mean by this multifaceted organism that of homelessness that presents itself in very different ways has the same source is that the same source is the problem they're having is not what they're thinking about because maybe in the past, maybe they're suffering currently, but the problem is the mechanism that they are ignoring, the mechanism of self-care. And that is the thing that brings them closer to see a better humanity, a better, a better lifestyle for themselves because you can't, you can't be healthy in your mind when your body is covered in dust. Yeah. When you can't be, you can't be healthy in your mind because 
the only people that are going to talk to you are either other people covered in dust or people that feel really bad for you because you're covered in dust. You're not going to talk to the normal people, you know, the people that really do their best job taking care of themselves. Maybe one of those people do feel bad, you know, but I mean, they're going to be scared, you know, because that mm -hmm. is so drastically different than what they are used to. And yeah. so I think that contributes actually to the, the mental problem. And if you get distracted by these, these problems that they spew out, if you get distracted by that and you don't focus, you, you, you know, you approach them, you ask them, Hey, what happened to you? You know, dude, that's just going to mess them up more. It's not, I mean, it's not, Hey, what happened to you? It's, Hey, you know, you're messed up. What can we do to fix it? Let's, let's fix this problem. You know, ignore the BS coming out of them because that's not, that's not loving them, dude. That's like, that's like you're, you're fueling that hater that they have in side of themselves for themselves. They're, they're just hating on themselves. They're, they're going through it over and over and over again. They, they probably talk about it like two, three, four, five, maybe even like 20 times a day going through their, their story, their sob story, you know, and it has Do to you, be. Can I, can I ask you a question? Um, yeah. Just so I have, them, I yeah, have no, asked some you. Of them are like I, absolutely crazy. Some of them, you can't, you can't talk to them and there's just a complete barrier, you know, they'll, they'll yeah. be sitting, they'll be sitting down. I know what you're talking about. They're, they're sitting no, down. Like, the question like, oh, I wanted me. to. Away from me. Yeah. You know, the, they're like acting the, crazy like that. You know, those people. Yeah. I, I don't figure them out, man, but sometimes they trip out like that and then they come back to normal, you know. I mean, you just got to help the ones that you can help. That's what I'm really trying to say. Yeah. No, in in those instances, it's it's much deeper mental health problems. Um, but Yeah, but my you know, thing my, is you can't, my... you, can't, you can't cast this kind of like this kind of um energy towards them, man, because like you're like it's much deeper mental health problem. Like you're making it seem like damn, like they're like they're not going to come back like you just got to believe like that's what i mean like don't have fear in your heart have love in your heart because no it's not fear, coming from a yeah, place yeah. of it's not coming I mean, from a place you, of I'm fear just you, i'm just telling you how it sounds to me like what comes out of you no 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 it's not coming out of a place of fear because like i said i've i've interacted with individuals before who have schizophrenia and and bipolar and and uh and other and other mental health um you know issues um for I mean, some of, for controversially, some of, controversially, I might, I might just be able to say this. Um, mm -hmm. but I mean, sometimes people that act like that need to get slapped up. You know, I mean, people think like they're not fucking real anymore or something like they have no consequence and they can just fucking say and do whatever they want, dude. Well, when think, it comes to, when it comes to, to those back specific, when it gets, it's too, soft. it's too soft, you know, it's a soft society, you know, and, and it creates this, it creates this leeway, this, this room for this kind of behavior to start manifesting. Well, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things at play. And I understand your concern, but when it comes to like mental health issues, um, there's certain things chemically involved in their brain that they're not in control of. And there's certain things that they can do, um, because I have friends and I have, allies that are yeah. a part of mental health outreach and glad, homeless I'm, outreach i'm glad you talked about um chemicals because actually if we could depart from that conversation um something of interest that i wanted to share with uh with you and your podcast is uh apothecary or not apothecary what is it um you said chemicals what, what's alchemy alchemy is what it's called you know alchemy mm. in the ancient times you know, what was that? That was, uh, witchcraft, right? People said, oh, magic, witchcraft, you know, alchemists. Alchemy is the transmutation of some, of certain materials into other materials. And that's precisely what, um, chemistry is. It just has a different name. Uh, I think, uh, this, this, uh, practice from long ago, and this is hypothetical, but I believe that there are, um, there's been a long lineage of this transmutation process occurring. Uh, I don't know if you believe in the supernatural, 
currently we're we're in this world uh, on this forefront of uh seeing different kind of uh revelations in in our human society globally with these aliens visiting us i don't know if you if you've even thought maybe oh they really are aliens visiting us or perhaps you think there there's something else what's your opinion on that um when it comes to a cosmic sense i do believe that there has to be life in the galaxy somewhere um you know the universe doesn't just revolve around us i'm saying like i'm saying like right now like you know how we had the las vegas thing in the news um with the family you know and then and then we have in the government um i think it was yesterday that they had this um meeting talking about oh like aliens in the government uh council i don't know what they call Mm -hmm. it but it was a live stream and the title was like um you know ufo whistleblower um in the hearing a courtroom hearing for uh alleged recovering of biological extraterrestrial mm-hmm. and so um, yeah i'm, not, fam- I'm so, not familiar with that yeah well there there is this like um this uh this kind of kind of uh occurrence happening in the world right now where you know how, how i mean how do you think like how do you think that that it is that you know i mean that it is that there are aliens or whatever and even that we don't know we don't we don't know what if they were a civilization of beings from long ago that they just took flight before humans did and they watched over us and you know maybe they meddle with us and our and our things you know there's so much in the world that is yet to be discovered that is yet to be uncovered uh-huh. and the truth the truth is truly dusted you know it's dusted over um and the ashes of war dust this book of truth and the ashes of uh innocent lives too that wish to wish to speak the truth and um my my uh to to come back you know um mm-hmm. to what my initial point was is that this alchemy it or um was not apothecary alchemy right yeah um yeah. i believe that it could be it could be um the base the core for chemistry which is founded in witchcraft because it is alchemy and alchemy is associated with in the past those witches and whatnot and i think the world is a lot bigger than what we have believed that we've discovered and that we're we're most certainly in this uh in this world this society where i mean things are so structured and so ordered that we're not we're not encouraged to go further we're not encouraged to to look beyond the veil that is set for us and perhaps and what, do you, what do you think what do you think that is beyond the veil or just what's covering what is the veil that is covering us the veil that is covering us is as simple as deception you could just say a word because that is the truth uh-huh. a veil that covers us that this allows us to see is um deceptive in its nature because it's it's sheathing it's sheathing our vision from seeing what really is and what do you or do you think that that is like that's the global issue right now that's causing all of the turmoil in the world or it's um multifaceted but at at the core the global issue is um what we invest in you know choice Uh because we are a part of the world we are we are beings in this world and what we choose we we either choose you know to feel good and be silly and not see what really is going on 
or we choose, you know, to take a sacrifice or, or maybe it's not even a sacrifice. Maybe the truth feels better. You know, it's so, it's so contrived. It's so, it's so messed up. And that's why we have these confused people out here. Running and what is, life. what is the truth to you? To me, the truth is the truth. But what does that mean? That truth is truth. There's no, because how could I say the truth to me is this when I don't, I don't know what the truth is. I don't know what flies around, what people record in the, in the spaceships. I don't know what's beyond the sky. Uh -huh. I, how could, how could I believe anything that I see on a screen? How could I believe anything anybody says? You know, believe what's in my heart. That's what I do. And you know, so what's, I'm not, what's, I'm not saying, what do you I'm not, find I mean, in your, what do you find in your heart then? Um, I find a yearning for the truth, but at the same time, I find a yearning for pleasure, a yearning for simplicity. So just as in my heart, I'm contrived, so is the world. But there's a choice to be made, but when you make a choice for ultimate deception, ultimately deceiving yourself, Saying things are simple, you know, all oh, those aliens aren't anything. Oh, it's not going to bother me. You're pushing it away. But you're, what are you, what are you creating? Is that, is that really the, a true life you're living? You know, is this really a true life I'm living? Mm -hmm. So that's why I say the truth is the truth. Because at the end of the day, that's what the truth is. And that's what the truth is to me. Okay. You can't you can't put a definite on something that's indefinite when when you you don't know it's it'd be it'd be unhumble for me to say oh yeah you know this is what it is cuz I but, don't But then how do you so how would you find the truth by searching for it I guess my I guess my confusion with this statement your heart, your heart, your is, heart is mostly because you you said that there's a lot of deception and deception is what the veil is from the truth. But if you seek the truth, how are you able to differentiate what the truth is from what the deception is? You know what I mean? It's kind of like, no, a par not, it's I'm kind just, of, it's kind of a paradox. It is paradoxical in a sense, but hear this. If you seek the truth, shouldn't it come? Unless it's deception. So there has to be some way to differentiate what is truth from deception. So why not, why not instead of, instead of putting in certainty, putting your, instead of putting your certainty in things that are uncertain, mm -hmm. don't do that. That's why, that's why I say the truth is the truth. Because it would, it would be a fallacy for me to say, well, this is the truth and I fight for it when I don't know. I think that just comes down to faith then. But how, how was that, how was that having faith? Because faith is faithfulness in its description or in its definition is um, loyalty. It's it's being faithful to your wife, being faithful to your husband. It's not it's not like the Catholic uh, notion of faith where it's believing in something that you can't see. That's actually not the true definition of faith. I think I could look it up. Perhaps I'm wrong. You know, the etymology. Let's see faith. Complete yeah. trust and confidence or some in someone or something. Strong belief in God and the doctrines, but you know, this is the this is the Catholic Yeah, Catholic. yeah. Strong belief in God's rather than proof. But I mean when we say faithfulness, let's look at the etymology. It comes from old French fade and Latin fides. Um keep faith. Phrase of faith means be loyal. That's what it says below. Old um old French and Latin fides. Let's look up Latin fides because that's the uh, the oldest fides. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just 
faith. Yeah. Trust, just loyalty, to, I guess just to try to like move forward from this portion of the conversation is just look here, hear this. This is interesting. The word faith mm-hmm. comes from fides, right? And I just look up fides. Fides is a Latin, or not a Latin deity, but it says the goddess of trust and good faith in the ancient Roman religion. So it is, uh, certainly, uh, because in ancient Catholic, in ancient Catholicism, um, they were actually hybridizing the popular Christian faith that was there in the region at the time with their Roman religion, which had multiple gods. And Fides is the goddess of trust and good faith. Isn't that interesting? So there's like, there's yeah. quite, quite, that, that, that is interesting, yes. but I just think we've kind of strayed off of where our original topic was. And I'm just trying to, trying to bring it back to, uh, what the essence of what we were talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. and kind of, um, yeah, my, I don't want to say philosophy, but something that I kind of try to instill in myself is, uh, is compassion and compassionate living, compassionate interaction. Um, and I feel like trying to touch base back with the issue of, of homelessness is there's a lack of compassion within the individuals experiencing homelessness, lack of compassion in themselves, lack of compassion from the community, um, looking at homelessness as an issue and lack of compassion from, you know, our representatives, government officials, looking at how to address the issue of can homelessness. I, can I ask you this? Did your uh, dad, you can, I can? Yeah, yeah. Did your dad ever like spank you? Oh, of course. Do you think, do you think that's compassion or is that just like wrong? I feel that's a difficult answer because I know it's conditional, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's conditional. If your dad dad spanked you with the best intention in his heart, like you know, don't be don't be freaking, don't go near the fence because at three o'clock every day, um, you know something, some like a like a tree's gonna fall or something, you know, and he knows, and you know, you're playing by the fence, and he's like, don't go near the fence, you know, and he smacks you out of near there, you know. That's out of compassion, but if he smacks you just because he's drunk and he's feeling himself and he's like, fuck that kid, you know, and he just smacks you up. Yeah, yeah. That's a different story. Yeah, but, it's it's always different from scenario to scenario. Yeah, but I mean, compassion, my 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 point being compassion, you know, don't don't discount the way compassion presents itself because it does have many forms. No, absolutely. The way the way you interact with each individual on a personal basis is going to be reflective of what your relationship with that person is. You know, how you speak to you, your mom is going to be different than how you speak with your friends and, you know, different in different scenarios as such. But as long as you have that, you know, that compassion and trying to help and build community and allow the person that you're interacting with to know that, you know, they're safe and that they, have a sense of belonging within the community. I think that relationship is what can help build the foundation for healing. Um, a lot of these individuals that are experiencing homelessness from my experience and from what I've heard from people directly involved is that whether or not there's mental health issues, whether there's drug abuse, trauma, um, financial, educational, no matter what the issues each individual is dealing with the base that connects them all is that they don't have a foundation of community. They don't have people they can fall back to rely on. They don't have a, a relationship with people that they feel um, deep connection or love. And so that, but, but let me tell you this. If mm-hmm. you create, if you create that before solving the, the issues, the serious issues that they have of not cleaning themselves, you're creating a bigger homeless skid row. You're creating a bigger homeless community. It's actually the opposite. It's actually what sets the foundation to allow people to heal because then they're more receptive 
to but look. Let me ask you, to access how, resources. How is a bunch of loony people hanging out on the sidewalk together? How I think that, you need to eliminate gonna, loony, insane, and crazy from from the terminology you use to describe these people because it's not as compassionate and it's kind of derogatory. Because I, mean, I don't whatever they derogatory sense. I'm I'm here. Yeah. I'm here like you are trying to help them but yeah because you know, back to my point, what, you know whatever they're experiencing people, is difficult people, uh, yeah man dude we know it's difficult man get over it it's the problem is these people aren't cleaning themselves they're not doing what they need to to be able to be a citizen that is like good enough to contribute in society they're not and that's that's the real problem. You you step into their world too far and you let them suck suck you up so that they can get their way. And that's why things end up the way they do. That's why you end up giving them all your resources and stuff. And what do they do with it? They just burn it up. They're still out there. It's the actually not true. They're not, they're not doing this. Most, most people experiencing homelessness don't accept any resources that are available. Because of their stubbornness and the reason. No, because it's, it's, it's usually because of the, the lack of trust and where the help is coming from. Okay. I see. Their, their lack, their lack of trust and where these resources are coming from is what prevents them from actually accepting help. And the fact that they're dealing, the issues that they're dealing with take precedent more over on whether or not they feel value. Like I said earlier, they don't, they don't trust the system itself. They don't trust that, oh, you know, I don't want to participate in this tax paying system, this economical system because of, you know, the bad people in the government and, you know, fuck the government and this and that. And dude, I see it. I see it in them too. Most people experiencing homelessness aren't that involved with politics. A they lot don't, of them they are. don't I mean, have they, that that kind of vitriol in facing the government and like as an act of rebellion. It's more so as like homeless people are the is the result of our failure as a society to have compassion for one another. I think that's what I mean, ultimately you, experiencing wanted- homelessness is. What you want to do is, I mean, whatever the system currently already is, right? Is that what you're suggesting? What What is the change? What is the change that you're presenting? That's my question because I don't I don't hear it. The change is is literally putting in the work and going to people experiencing homelessness and creating a sense of community and security for them, so that way they can reintegrate and feel like they actually belong in a society. Because where they're at right now is they don't feel as if they belong in society. If anything, society has developed in a way where it says they don't belong and that they deserve to be neglected and forgotten and waste. What what doesn't belong, though, and I think you're miscommunicating my stance, is what doesn't belong is the behavior that they Mm -hmm. present, the dirtiness the filthiness the throwing of the trash on the street the irresponsibility for their even their own bodies and that that is what should be combated that is what should be delineated you know but how do you how do you combat that when you're experiencing that level i've been telling you when i tell you Mm -hmm. you get into this very self-righteous mode talking about you know how you help the homeless and stuff and you know you just kind of forget and I, I told you, I told you, you, with your heart, open your heart. You look at them and you see, damn, you know, okay. Okay, you know, they're all messed up. How could I fix it now? Let's not go into the past. Let's not poke the beehive so that they can start freaking tripping out, you know, and have another bad week. You know, how, how are we going to help them now? How are we going to get them to start thinking what they need to think and not think about all this other giddy stuff? Because that stuff, I think you have the order mixed up that stuff is supposed to come later they have to do the work to get clean it's as simple as surviving you want them in the community sure but we don't want them we don't want them stinking up the place we want them clean but that's but that's what you want right i think that's the issue i'm having is like i don't think that's just what i want i think that if you worked at starbucks and a homeless guy got hired at starbucks 
Would you like to work next to the homeless guy smelling like, you know, his number two while you're outside? You, I mean, that wouldn't him? be that wouldn't be an issue if we had resources available where he could just shower and come and to that's, work. That's what I'm arguing, man. And I don't know why you're fighting me on it. I'm not I'm not fighting you. I just think that like my my whole my whole perspective is like what are like I'm just trying to show the like plot holes and like the the holes in society of like we're not compassionate. We don't have or not giving them the resources to properly like compassion presents itself in many forms. Yeah, but like okay, so like what in particular like what resources do you know that are available for people who are experiencing homelessness and like what resources there are none there are none and provide that's what I'm upset about. There are none. What could I provide? You know what? I had a homeless guy Come into my house. He was, he's my friend. Mm-hmm. Came into my house, took a shower. As soon as he took his shorts off, the whole fucking house smelled like shit, dude. That's fucking disgusting, dude. I don't want to get like some disease or something, dude. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Okay. It's scary. I cleaned the place. I cleaned with alcohol, you know, and I got, I got a little upset at him because why? I gave you a freaking shower, dude. And what do you do? You fucking half-ass, even cleaning yourself? You don't clean yourself properly? You know how fucking frustrating that is for me, dude? Maybe he doesn't understand. Maybe he just doesn't know how. Maybe he's so far removed from society that, like, he just doesn't know how to clean himself anymore. You know what the problem is with what you're saying is because I told him, I talked to him, I explained to him after. I was like, I'm afraid, you know, I won't be able to invite you back into my home because... You didn't clean yourself properly. And he thought about it. Okay? So these people aren't fucking stupid. Stop treating them like they're a fucking bag of bricks. They're people like you and me. Maybe they act crazy sometimes, dude. But they're not fucking retarded. All right? And that's what's offensive. But I think what's also offensive is that you're advocating for love and compassion, but you don't speak with any love or compassion. Do you know what I mean? You just don't know what you're doing. It's, it's, it's upsetting. This is, you know, this is, this is how a person talks sometimes. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes you, you, you have to say things a certain way because when you talk another way, people, they just want to talk over you. They, they ignore what you say if you say it too lightly, you know? People ignore the truth, and it's just ingrained in them. And the truth is, when he left, I call him an Uber, okay? And he's leaving. He said, you know what? I think I'm going to start, you know, trying to clean myself and stuff. Because because of the way I treated him. Did I treat him like I'm treating you? Did I yell at him? No. I was very polite with him. I was very polite. I was very open, though. And I was very honest. And I think that is... The way you have to deal with them, it's not its not how I'm talking right now. It's the way that, it's the way that your heart guides you to talk to that person in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just take me right now in this instance and say, this is how I always am. Because that's untrue. Yeah. And I'm not trying to portray you in some, in some sort of light that's not did. true to you. But you just did. I'm not. I'm really not. I'm just trying to clarify some things. I'm just trying to clarify some things because. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good. Because. Clarify. I, like I said earlier, you know, how you speak with your mom or your friends is completely different. You know, how you interact with different people, it's going to be conditional. Dude, I don't speak with them at the same time, every time, each time. Yeah. And how how you helped him this way. Maybe he does get back and he cleans himself and he's more aware, right? Maybe that's just how he's more receptive to communication. I'm not saying that but you have you know, to you baby know, everybody. Is, the thing is, what I said in the beginning, you're just overcomplicating it, man. I said, open your heart. Look at that person with your heart and see how you can help them right there. It's as simple as that. And it's just like... It's frustrating to me because you're putting me through all this and it's just a simple bam, bam, you know, open your heart, find the solution, use your brain, 
and it's it's easy. And I'm telling you guys, I think I think it, it is, it is that's easy. missing. The it's mechanism easy. that go ahead, go ahead. The mechanism that's missing in their mind is the cleaning. The cleaning is really the grooming standards to to sustain a job to live. Those are not being met. That is the primary problem. That and shelter, of course. But how are you going to depend on public shelters when you hear the stories of rape and this and that and that? So there needs to be a different system in place. That's why I'm saying all these people working currently in this system are just working for their own glory. It's not truly helping these homeless people. These homeless people that actually come out of homelessness, if you listen to the stories, it's not going to be a typical story. Uh, and, you know, if they did go through the system, I'm sure they sustained some kind of trauma from it because of its lack of care. It's lack of true care. Because it doesn't, you can't just throw them all in a room. That's not going to fix anything, dude. Those people, those people have problems and people are crazy. You got to make personal connections with them, see them, see mm-hmm. what the hell's going on with this guy. Why is he acting like that? Not mm-hmm. depending on these freaking chemicals or these, you know, pharmaceutical things because they can't afford it for one and for number two i mean that shit might fuck them up even worse you know you don't know where where that shit comes from you don't know who it's really meant for what kind of body it was made for it's just general science and uh, you might disagree with that but honestly that's what i've witnessed and you can't you can't just you can't just do things willy-nilly like you sound so appropriate. You sound so dedicated. You sound so precise. But is it really? No, it's not. What you Everything said, that you've literally just not. described are things that I already pointed out and that I've been pointing out. We agree well, on I'm, a lot. We agree on a lot of the same things. Well, I mean, then we should agree then because, I mean. Because, but I think you're oversimplifying things because you know i think it's it's the opposite you're overcomplicating things because you you don't there's no because you you, the things that you're pointing out the things that you're pointing out the things that you're pointing out though are all parts of the problem but you exactly that's that's exactly what i've been saying it's a multifaceted issue and you're pointing out all the issues that are multifaceted but you're saying that that's too complicated but you're saying the exact same thing as I am. No, 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 no. But you're not seeing them as individuals, though. Like, if you see them on an individual... That's exactly what I've been saying, though. Yeah, but no, man. You can't You can't just throw a general thing and expect it to fix them. You can't just throw, oh, you know, they need the drugs, you know, this, not. They need the... You can't fix them like that. They're, each individual has a problem. And there has to be a place where people like you and I that want to help them could go and help them you know they need an advisor each one of them they need like a mentor to kind of get back on track they need people that know how to talk to them and that are aware you know that you know they could be dangerous or whatever but you know we're helping them and you know you're, not you're describing not exactly what i've been saying <laughs> community that's community that's what community is okay but i mean i mean maybe i suppose that your community like you imagined was like a like a you know like a community effort or because it has that connotation that's what that's what community is is just people who understand or will take the the time to have empathy for an individual that's that's what it is it isn't it's you know they say like it takes a village to raise a child right it's the same it's the same sense the thing is though it's like it's like um it's really, it's really soft, man. You gotta, you gotta be kind of a little community more... can be anything from one person to five people to a family. Like it's whatever your relationships are with people. That's what community I know, is. I know, I know. And your involvement with them, you, you, gotta, know? you gotta be, you gotta have like assertion though, like over them because they're, they're out there, you know, they're quote unquote free, but you know, it's not, it's not good for them or you and me. It's not appropriate to see them live without this civility and without it they yeah it's the the same thing on the street yeah it's the same thing whether or not like whether or not someone needs a hug man you give them a hug or you're talking to someone else and you say hey man get the fuck off your ass come on let's fucking do this shit it's the same thing that's just 
the different relationships you have with different yeah. people. It's but different not, from person to person. Saying, I'm not saying to treat them like like a jerk, like treat them like oh no no no. I'm saying you know you have to you have to talk to them in such a way that is delicate yet truthful unabashedly. So when once you do so. Then, I mean, my problem is I don't like repeating myself. I said that earlier, way earlier in the beginning, you know, you just open your heart. Once again, you know, I don't want to have to say the rest, but you open your heart and the solutions will come to you. That's really how it works. And if I know anything is true, I know that that's true. And you say simplifying complex, you know, I mean, we, we're people, we all have our own imaginations. Yeah, we need to come together as a community, but I mean... What's the point of me and you talking about it? Because like, I mean, are, 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 am I, I going to meet you next week and, and we're going to be like, okay, let's go out to homeless, you know? I mean, this podcast, you know, I mean, I don't think, I don't think I'm going to meet you. I mean, unless you want to, then sure we could. But I mean, if you want to do that, then we'll start having that conversation. But I mean, just to let the people know that's what you need to say, you know, that, that, you know, open your heart, open your mind so that the solutions will come to you. What people are doing right now is not right because people help the homeless with the intention of getting glory from it. When the homeless people, you know, they're they're suffering, but, you know, they, they put on this face like to get what they need from you like a dog, you know, and, <laughs> you know, there's there's still they're still living like like that out there, you know, in the wind and in the dust and the rain and in the sun and it doesn't it doesn't change anything when you approach it in such a way you have to have a true heart for it you have to have a true mind for it and then things will start changing and that's it's as simple as that and it's true because if you have a true mind for it you know whoever may be listening they have that true mind then it creates change it creates change in society because you are someone and you are someone who could talk to another person who could conglomerate, who could create ideas, create actual systems that truly do help people. And I'm saying the the main problem, you know, not to get lost, don't get lost in thinking all that mental health stuff because the main problem, you know, just separate yourself from all that because that, it's a game, okay? it's It really is a game. Yeah, it's true. People are suffering emotionally, but what they really need they need to be clean. They need to look established. They need to look like a normal person before anything. Because you know what causes more trauma? Remembering back and seeing yourself how you used to be. And that person being the freaking guy with the stomach hanging out, shirt all dirty, laying on the floor. You know, that sucks, dude. Hundreds of people passing you, fucking looking down upon you. Dude, that shit's not comfortable. That's not It's not a happy memory. That's terrible, man. It's disparaging. And that's why I'm saying... The real thing, like you need to start creating a society where, you know, these homeless people, they look like us. They take care of themselves like us. And that's really important. That's really important for the mental health, too, if you want to talk about that, you know? I mean, I I understand where you're coming from, but I, there's you're, also... You're pushing me. You're pushing me. Just letting you know. No, I'm not pushing you, but I also do mm-hmm. kind of want to raise awareness that there are people who experience homelessness that you know, just live in their car or they're homeless students. They're, and, and those people, it looks, those people, it looks different, you know, it does, you know, and I'm not talking about those people because those people, they have the right idea. They have, they have the right idea. Cause why, you know, yeah, you need to give those people those resources, but that those not the people I'm talking about. They have the right idea because they're grooming themselves. They're still trying to participate in society normally. And they do need those resources. Those other ones, you know, but I'm saying the people that go to Skip Row passing out water bottles, yeah, you know, they need that. Still keep doing that. But, I mean, there's something more. There's something important that is not being met. And that's the need I'm referring to. And you keep bouncing around trying to talk about these other facets, you know, in the helping community. But there's this one big one that's being ignored. And it's the one I'm telling you. And it's that they're not clean. They can't work because they're not clean. 
That's just it. You know, no one's going to trust them if they're not clean. They can't trust nobody because how people treat them because their past, whatever. Yeah, but, you know, get over it. Just get clean. You'll meet new people. You have a new life. You have a different treatment in society. You know, train them. Advise them to be receptive. Advise them. They need the advice. That's what I said before. I said I had to say it again because you keep making me repeat my statements, and I really don't like that. All right. Well, I have other things I'd like to talk about, really. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's such a big issue, but um, yeah, I think I think where you're coming from is just you know you want it's compassionate. There's compassion from where you want, and ultimately. I do believe that, like, you do want to see better for these, for these people experiencing such, uh, I mean, maybe I open my mouth and you just like close your eardrums. Cause it doesn't sound like, I mean, it sounds like what you think I'm saying is something like offensive or something. That's not what I said though. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to come to common ground and I'm judging on your reaction. You know I mean? But there, there can't be common ground if you don't. If you don't see like what I'm really saying, man, I mean, we can't just pretend. I'm not going to pretend, but I think that there's just, there's there's a lot of things to address, but I think it's, you know, we either save it for another episode or, uh, in person discussion or however, you know, you want to see it. But I think commonly what we both want is to see these individuals experience a better way of living. And I'm telling you, the way to do that is the way I already mentioned. I mean, they need to be clean. Just devise some kind of way to get them clean. Advise them not to get dirty. Those are the most important things because with that and then encourage them to go back into the workforce. Encourage them to contribute to the economy. Encourage them, maybe not even in the sense that, oh, you know, you need to encourage the unit for the economy. But in the sense that, oh, you know, dude, wouldn't it be nice to have a bed? Wouldn't it be nice to have a place to pee? You know, a place of privacy? Some some of them don't want that, though. We understand. Fuck those guys. You know, help the ones that are receptive. The ones that are listening. Don't, you know, don't put so much attention and emphasis on these people that are crazy. Because it's just going to make more of them. Because you're giving them your time and energy and it influences others, you know, to kind of go in that route. And it might not seem like that's like true, but trust me, man. I mean, don't trust me. Just open your eyes and see it. And you'll see. But yeah. I think, um, uh, I think, um, right now there's a lot, there's a lot in the social atmosphere of the world. I mean, you hear about like French politics currently. I mean, they're, they are, colonialists um they've they've conquered most of africa and taken the resources just as we conquer places in the middle east and take their resources too i mean it's terrible and we just we exist in these organizations these governments and you know they take also from you and me we placed in the classes below we work we do things that are sometimes not to our own will because for the sake of surviving and that's that's another issue too at hand you know on the forefront uh on the forefront of our of our global civilization mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that uh <laughs> I mean, that's just jumping from the frying pan into the fire. That's just, that's a, that's a lot to, to address, especially right now. But, um, yeah, I think, I think maybe we could probably save that for another episode. Um, I think right now, just saving, saving what we've already discussed. I think that's pretty, that's a, a healthy bit for our audience. And, okay. uh, and we'll save it. We'll save that for another one. But I just want to say, you know, Despite, you know, whatever disagreements we may have, uh, no, man, we're good. I, we're good. I appreciate, I appreciate you for coming on and, yeah, you yeah. know, speaking from your heart. And, you know, 
I look forward to possibly having another conversation with you somewhere down the line, man. But I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much also, you know, for giving me a a platform to express myself so freely. And, um, you know, um, I don't want to, I don't mean to offend, but I just, I'm the type of person, you know, I say, I say it like it is. Maybe I need to come with a different demeanor. You're passionate. You're passionate, you know, (laughs) it it really is. You know, sometimes you don't have, you don't have time to say things so eloquently. And I surely can speak um, with a sense of eloquence, but I mean, just um it beats around the bush a little bit too much and takes too much time and you know just i really want to get it ingrained in people's minds you know sooner rather than later yeah yeah Yeah. i I appreciate you for coming on man and and talking about it hopefully find a better way so that we can understand things more more freely or more more uh more efficiently yeah and it's it's harder too with the platform you know the only so we only have so much time to really dive into things but yeah Appreciate you, man, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Okay, you as well. Thank you. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed yourself and you come away with a deeper interest in learning more about possible solutions to helping provide relief for individuals dealing with homelessness. Make sure to check out some of the links provided to find new ways to be involved safely. Until next time, take a deep breath in, a long breath out, and tell yourself, you are here. Much love. You Are Here is brought to you by That Most Excellent Network. Stay updated on future podcasts and other various releases through our social media. Your love and support ensures our ability to bring bigger and better quality content your way. For more information about being a guest, you can contact us at youareherepodtalk at gmail.com. Again, that's youareherepodtalk at gmail.com. We'd love to share the ability to hold space and tell your story. Stay excellent.